Hallelujah. Lord, as we come around the covenant table today in this service, this is our covenant service. As we do what you instructed Joshua to do, what you instructed Moses to do, what you instructed Abraham to do, what you instructed the the apostles to do, to strengthen their covenant with you. As we do that today, Father, let there be a seal over everything that you have spoken to us. Let there be an establishing. Let there be a guaranteeing. Fulfill the word you have spoken, Father. We thank you, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Lord, we stand in awe of you. (laughs) We stand in awe of you. We stand in awe of your holy and mighty presence. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving your ministering spirits charge over us. (laughs) To execute the covenant in our lives. Thank you. Thank you for calling our attention to them. To be more conscious of their operations around us. To be more conscious of their work around us. To be more sensitive to the supernatural. Thank you for alerting us, Lord. Thank you for alerting us. Lord, like uh, Elisha prayed for his servant. We We don't care about seeing them with our physical eyes, but help us see their work. Open our eyes so that we can see their work all around us. So we can make room for their work. After all, they are the ones executing your instructions. They are the ones doing that which you command around us on the earth. So help us see their work. Help us make room for their work. Lord, it's not just us adults. You've given our children their own angels. Everywhere our children go, their angels go with them. Their angels abide with them. Their their angels stand with them. And so, Lord, we release them. We make way for them to walk, to walk around our children. Our children are not ordinary. We are not ordinary. We are, we are deeply entrenched in the supernatural. We completely subscribe to the supernatural working of God. So, Lord, we yield to you continually. As we yield to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, as we open up our hearts to you. As we make room continually to you, to be led by you, (laughs) to be directed by you, have your way, oh God. And Lord, as we wrap up this 21-day Daniel fast this year, with so much joy and praise and thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord, usher us into this year, this year of God-class exploits and the year of the fourth man. Help us take everything, everything that you have made available. Lord, we give you the glory and we give you the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And everybody said amen. Amen. Come on, say loud amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Let's take our um, 2024 confessions together. It should be on the screen. Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Everyone that's here in person, thank you. For those that are online with us virtual, thank you. Thank you for being here with us. We appreciate your uh, worshiping with us. The Lord will um, fulfill his word in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let's take these confessions together. Two, three, go. 2024 is my year of God-class exploit and the year of the fourth man. I am God's offspring, and in him I live and move and have my being. I am no ordinary or natural person. I am a supernatural, extraordinary being born of the seed of God himself. I have the seed of God in me. I produce after God's kind, and I overcome the world. I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and a peculiar people. I am the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I represent Jesus. I speak for Jesus. I stand for Jesus. I reign with Jesus. The fourth man will be with me in the fire. What happens to ordinary people may happen to me, but I will have supernatural outcomes. The fourth man has made me a god to the natural elements of this world. Situations ordinary people cannot survive will become my stepping stones to glory testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. The king's shout is within me, and the lion's roar is rolling out of me. I raise the roof with my praise. I cry out and shout for joy. The greatest one lives here. I am feeding and reigning at a higher level. I have spiritual jurisdiction here. I take authority over this. Peace be still in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. For the Lord God will help me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be ashamed. This is my year of covenant release. I am under cover. No satanic plan against me. No divination against my household will ever prevail. In due season, and even now, the world will proclaim what wonders God has done for them. I am shielded and protected from every misfortune. I am under cover. The evil viper released into the world in these last days will not touch me. I am under cover. I am inoculated and vaccinated with a booster shot of the covenant. I am under cover. I am prospered, protected, and preserved in the ark. I am under cover. I shake the viper into the fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. I am under cover in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 2024 is my year of uncommon provision. I am blessed in all things. Jehovah Jireh will see to it. 
I am finding favor in unexpected places. And I see the ram caught in a thicket. The barrel of meal shall not waste. And the cruise of oil shall not fail. Until the Lord sends rain upon the earth. God is sending rain on my field. And there shall be showers of blessings. I am one with God. And I possess what God possesses. I have the spirit of adoption. He is my father. And I am a joint heir with Christ. I have real estate in heaven. And I have real estate on the earth. I lift my hand up to El Elyon, the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. My God has made me rich. This will be a year of broken boundaries and unlimited reach. The boundaries are broken and the limits are off. See, God has given me the cities and the walls of Jericho are fallen. Hallelujah. Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things, everything is possible. I prophesy over you today. Your dwellings are lovely and your homes are beautiful. You will spread out like rivers, like gardens by a river. Like sweet-smelling aloes that the Lord himself planted. And like strong cedar trees by the waters. You will pour water out of your own buckets. And have your own channels of rich blessing and plenty. Your offspring will dwell by many waters. And your life and legacy will be exalted and established. The God who brought you out of captivity has the strength of a wild bull. And he will destroy your adversaries and crush their bones. You are like a lion who couches in rest after winning the victory. And who dares disturb you? Blessed of the Lord is anyone who blesses you. And you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. 2024 is my year of God class exploit, and this is the year of the fourth man in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you believe it, shout hallelujah and please take your seats before the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. We want to take communion today. It's going to be slightly quieter than the last three Sundays, so bear with me. I don't, I don't really want to do much of preaching today. I just want to share a few very uh, powerful things that the Lord put in my heart and then would go around the communion um, elements. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. We pray for the um, Akron Church as they resume their services. I'm trusting God this month and for the Cleveland Church as you guys continue your services. Glory to God. We have our first ALO as we have mentioned on the, um, the last Sunday of February. So we're excited about everything that the Lord will do. Amen. Uh, this past Wednesday, the Lord specifically wanted me to uh, talk about something that I haven't talked a lot about over the years. And um, 
I took some time to talk about the ministry of angels. Um, and um, it's extremely significant. Um, the Lord specifically wanted me to do that. I, I don't know exactly why. <laughs> but he wanted me to put some light on the ministry of angels. And um, I hope you believe in the supernatural. Amen. I hope you believe in the supernatural. And um, I hope you believe in the ministry of angels. They are very real. They are very, very real. Um, It's very easy to not pay attention to their work because we don't see them. But because you don't see something or you don't see someone doesn't mean they are not working and they are not there, right? And um, the more attention we pay to the ministry of angels, the more of the supernatural life we experience. Amen. And um, I'm going to be doing um, our communion today. So I'm not teaching or preaching on the ministry of angels again, not today. But the Lord wanted me to remind you, for those of you who heard who joined us on Wednesday and those of you who did not, you know, the, the, the message is there, the media is there. The Lord wanted me to remind you strongly to be more conscious of the ministry of angels. They are all around us. They constantly walk with us. They constantly walk with us. And um, the Bible calls them the servants of the covenant. They are the messengers of the covenant. Um, you remember in um, is Psalm, Psalm 103? Psalm 103? Hallelujah. Psalm 103 and verse 17. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandment to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his Kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord all his works in all places of his dominion. To such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandment to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom will rule. His kingdom will rule. Overall, 
The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens. And his kingdom will rule over all. Then he goes from talking about his kingdom will rule over all to the ministry of angels. Whenever you, uh, when you focus very strongly on talking about dominion and talking about the kingdom of God and talking about the authority of God, you always have to be conscious of the ministry of angels. The angels are the executors of the covenant. They make the supernatural happen on earth. The angels do. You remember in Second um, Corinthians and chapter 10, verse 3, where the Bible says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We are very conscious of natural things. We are here. We are here, flesh and blood. You know, we see one another. But we don't war after the flesh. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That means they are not physical. They are not natural. And many times they cannot be seen with the natural eyes. He says, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Angels respond to your obedience. Disobedience is avenged on the earth. When your obedience is complete, disobedience is avenged on the earth. When your obedience as a child of the covenant is complete. Hallelujah. Notice he said, for the weapons of our warfare are not kind. We know many of these weapons. The authority God has given us, the revelation, knowledge, the, the name of Jesus, uh, wisdom, with all of this. We know all this. But the ones who execute, the ones who execute and make sure that these weapons of our warfare produce, that they are mighty through God to the pulling down of things that are said against us, are the angels, the ministering spirits. They are all around you. They are all around you. I want to encourage you to be more conscious and more aware of their operations around your life. Amen. Amen. We don't pray to angels. We don't worship angels. We don't sing to angels. But we can talk to angels. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. We can talk to them. You remember that um, when Jacob was wrestling with the angel in Genesis, and the angel said, let me go. If it's almost daylight, what did Jacob say? I will not let you go until you bless me. Isn't that talking to an angel? I was talking to an angel, right? Then at a point in time, he asked him, by the way, what is your name? He did, didn't he? That is talking to an angel, right? We don't pray to them. We thank God for their ministry. But sometimes we can 
Direct them. I make room. Lord, thank you for the ministering spirits you've given charge over me. I make room for their work in my life. Go, ministering spirits. Go bring the word of God to pass in my life. Go establish the covenant in my life. Amen. Uh, you remember the story of Balaam, right? How many people remember the story of Balaam that was going to do something that God didn't direct him to do, right? And God kept telling him, this is a, and then finally, you know, initially he obeyed. Then later on, you know, he wanted because, you know, something he wanted rose above the covenant. Something he wanted rose above the covenant. And he was going to succumb to that. And he got on this is donkey, even though he knew the instruction of the Lord. You know, sometimes you can, you can insist and insist and insist until you hear something you want to hear. Even though that's not really the will of God. And so he got on this donkey and started going. And the angel stood in front of the donkey. And the, the donkey wouldn't go. And the donkey, the, the, the prophet started slapping him, slapping the donkey. Finally, the donkey opened his mouth and spoke to the prophet. <laughs> These are very good Bible stories, by the way. You know, some, of, some people who say the Bible is boring, just read some of these stories. I mean, you, you know, you see how exciting. <laughs> and the donkey said to the, to the prophet, what, can't you see? Uh-uh. I thought you are a prophet of God. You can't see. The prophet says, see what? This, can't you see this angel with a sword? When disobedience is in place, we lose connection with the supernatural. Bible says, having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is complete. The early church in Acts chapter 12, as an extension of their prayers as an extension of their prayers for Peter when he was in prison. After the angel had released him from prison, pulled him out and got him to freedom, but as an extension of their prayers, an angel was dispatched to slap Herod and to cut him off. The Bible says there towards the end of Acts chapter 12, while Herod was running his mouth and displaying himself like the angel just came down. The Bible says he smote him. He smote him. And then what happened? He fell to the ground and he was what? Eaten by worms. That story is in your Bible. That was an extension of the ministry of angels. And that was as a result, as an extended result of the prayers of the church. Because that man thought he could do anything, just, you know, do, just doing and undoing. You see that in Acts chapter 12 and verse 21. Upon a certain day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not the voice of a man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. He smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eating of worms. He was eating of worms. And gave up the ghost. And the door opened. 
for the word of God to grow and for the ministry of the Holy Spirit to be established. I want you to be very aware as you go through your year. Be very conscious of the ministry of angels around you. Angels are not always, you know, some, most of the time they are invisible. You can't see them unless the Lord opens your eyes to see them, which doesn't really happen most of the time. Um, once in a while, it could. You remember that in 2 Kings chapter 6, um, in that Elisha story, um, this king was having a conference with his servants in verse 12. And one of his servants said, he was asking, who is it? The, king of the, heart, the, the heart of the king of Syria was really troubled, verse 11, for this. And he called his servants and said unto them, will you not show me? Uh, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you are speaking in your bedchamber. And so the king of Syria said, Go and spy where this prophet is. Go and spy where he is so I can take him. And they um, sent and fetch him. And he was told him, saying, He is in Dothan. Therefore sent he there horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host of soldiers compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. These were natural human beings, soldiers of the enemy, um, enemy uh, country. And his servant was so afraid and his servant said unto him, Alas, master, how shall we do? How shall we do? And the prophet answered and said, Fear not. He knew something. Fear not. He said, For they that be with us are more than they that are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes. So we don't see them most of the time. But once in a while, your eyes can be opened. Open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. Horses of fire. Horses of... <laughs> and, and when they came down to Elisha... When they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Lord, smite these people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of, of Elisha. Notice, he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. But when the Bible says God did something, many times when the Bible says God did something, he did it through somebody. Or through some means. Most of the time, the means that God uses are angels. The ones who smote these people with blindness were angels. These chariots of fire that you saw all around the mountain, they are not just there. Your angels are not just there. I do. Jobless. They are waiting for you to give them an assignment. Amen. 
Angel, somebody wrote several years ago, uh, Francis Hunter, I think he was. Angels on assignment, I think. Hallelujah. You ought to keep this in mind all the time. Have you seen people at work? Sometimes you see construction zones and they write men at work. You ought to keep this saying in your mind all the time. Angels at work, don't mess with them. Angels at work in my life, don't mess with them. Smote them with blindness. Do you know the word of God is full of stories of angels? Angels sometimes can provide direction. Sometimes angels show up as human beings. Sometimes angels look like human beings. Remember right after Jesus resurrected in Acts chapter 1, and he had told them, wait in Jerusalem, tarry ye in Jerusalem, until the Spirit of God be poured out. And if you want to, you have the time, because I, I just want to do Covenant Sunday today. If you have the time and you want to do a little bit more study, you can back up all the way to write, you know, write to the death of Jesus, to the resurrection of Jesus, what happened in the tomb, what happened with the women, who spoke with the women, what did they see, what did women do? You can read all of that. You see a lot of the ministry of angels. But in Acts chapter 1, after the Lord Jesus Christ um, gave the, the instructions he gave to the, um, to the apostles and the 120 um, um, disciples, the Bible says that in, um, in verse 9, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven... As he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Two men. It doesn't say two angels. Two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand, why stand you here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, whom you see taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. And then what happened? They returned. They took that word from these two men, figuring in their minds, this must be agents of the Lord. They took this word and they continued on and went and did what the Lord told them to do. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I want you to be conscious. Not spooky. Conscious of the ministry. Of angels. Conscious of the ministry of angels. And have an expectation that this ministry is happening in your life every day. Every day. Every day. That the angels of God are serving. They are working for you. They are serving you. They are all around you. Amen. I said amen. Amen. So on and on and on, they are the messengers of the covenant. The Lord wanted me to remind you and for some of us to tell you about the reality of the ministry of angels around your life. Angels are excited by faith. 
I've told you now, they are moved by your obedience. But they are also moved by your faith. They can also be upset by your lack of faith. Remember when Zechariah received the visitation from the angel telling him about what the Lord was going to do for him and his wife? And what did Zechariah, how did he respond? He said, how will I know? That means unbelief and doubt. What, do you remember what the angel responded, how he responded? He said, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. And I brought you this message, and you have the audacity to ask me? All right, this is what we're going to do, Zechariah. You are going to be dumb for a while. Let me tell you, there are a number of things that happen in some believers' lives, and you don't understand why. The people who saw Zechariah when he came out of the altar of the Holy of, they did not know why he went in, he could speak, but when he came out, he was dumb. They couldn't, they didn't know. But it's true. It may seem funny, but it's true. That when God has an agenda on the earth and you are a primary player, he has chosen you as a primary player in that agenda. And he sends his messenger. And here you are, because all you have heard has been doubt and unbelief, instead of responding by faith. You remember that scripture we read in Psalm 110 where it says, they excel, they excel. When they excel by the word, it's the word of God and the faith that you have in God's word that causes them to move. But what about unbelief and doubt? Hmm? What about unbelief? So I was saying, and it's true, you can laugh about this, but it is true. Believers sometimes, thinks, you see some things about them, and you say, but this is so strange. This is so strange. This is, uh, uh, why? She said, why? Uh, why? I saw him when he went inside, the priest, when he went inside to pray. He could talk. He could, but when he came out, and for nine months, he couldn't talk. Nine months! They prayed for him, his mouth wouldn't open. They prayed and prayed and fasted and fasted for the priest, priest. Lord, please let the priest talk. Lord, please let our priest, let our priest talk. But he was, he was dumb. Why? Because the angel said, that's it. You want to know? Okay, here's your sign. And right after that, Mary, right? Mary. The angel came to Mary and said a similar thing. This is going to happen. This is gonna happen. And Mary said, huh, me? I've never known a man. But be it unto me according to you. Then what did Mary do? Was she dumb? So be, be conscious these are things we don't talk about a lot, but it's amazing. You just read your Bible, just flip through your Bible, and you see amazingly the ministry of angels at work. Angels are the messengers of the covenant. 
I'll never forget several years ago, I had been sick. Um, this is almost 40 years ago, actually. Been really sick. And uh, gotten a word that I was healed. I was standing in faith. And, and these are very unusual experiences. And I know they happen at different times to different people around the world in the body of Christ. Um, certainly, I haven't had those kind of experiences a lot, but I've had a few of them. And um, this was a very terrible sickness. And I remember in 1986, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw two angels wearing surgeons' outfits, dressed in, uh, what do they call those things? Uh, scrubs. Operating on me. Operating on me. Opened me up. I saw myself. I saw myself. I saw these two surgeons operating on me. 1986. And I got back healed. Completely healed. Now, things like that, I mean, you know, we don't need to see that. But I just want you to know, the ministry of angels, you remember that if you joined us on Wednesday, I read you a scripture in Exodus chapter 23. What does the ministry of an angel have to do with your healing? I will take sickness from you. What does, but that's what, isn't that what he said? Isn't that what he said in Exodus chapter 23? That's what he said. He said, I'm sending my angel with you. Hallelujah. From verse, uh, from verse 21, thank you. I'm saying, beware of him. Exodus 23 from verse 20. Beware of him and obey his voice. Let's, let's, from verse 20, let's take it from verse 20. Behold, I send an angel before you. To keep you in the way. And to bring you into the place that I've prepared. Maybe this is one of the significant reasons why the Lord just so strongly put his light on the ministry of angels. Wanted me to talk to us about it this past week. Because as you finish and as God ushers you into this place that he has prepared. Be very aware be very, very aware. Someone said, but pastor, that's, that's Old Testament. Well, I've already read you some New Testament scriptures today about the ministry of angels. He said, be very aware. He said, beware of him in verse 21 and obey his voice. Provoke him not. For he will not pardon your transgressions. For my name is in him. But if you will indeed obey his voice... And do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary unto your adversary. For my angel will go before you to bring you in unto the Amorites and unto the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. And I will cut them off. I will cut them off. How will he do it? By the ministry of angels. I will cut them off. But he told them, I won't do it suddenly because you can't handle that. 
He said, Thou shalt not bow before the verse 24. Don't bow to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, for thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And you shall serve, watch this, you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in your land. The number of your days I will fulfill. If you look at that in the Amplified Version, he says you shall serve in verse 25. You shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness from your midst. None shall lose their young by miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. What does all that have to do with the ministry of angels? I will fulfill the number of your days. Why? What does that have to do with the ministry of angels? Because the angels have been given. Didn't he say that in Psalm 91? Right? He has given his ministry, his angels charge over me. What? So that, to, so that I will not dash my foot. Let's read this, Psalm 91. Hallelujah. If you can find it, just put it up for me real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time. Put it up for us, please. Thank you. Hallelujah. What does, what does sending his angel ahead of us have to do with fulfilling our days? Because some of the things that were sent to take you out before your time, the angels will take them out. Amen. 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 People say, I don't know why. What happened? Why did that premature this? Why did this, this, that? Yeah. Because there are things set against your destiny to cut you off before your time. Some things are set, whether you like it or not. You say, well, I just wish we could all just get together. I wish, wish the world was a better place. We could all be happy if we're just all, we all just are in love with one another. We, are, we cannot all be, we will not all be. There is evil on this earth. There is evil on this earth. Satan is the God of this world, right? You you don't have to have done anything wrong to somebody for them to hate you. Sometimes people can hate you without even knowing why they hate you. And if they have the power, most people who hate you don't have the power to hurt you. So they are really helpless. They just hate you. So they show it by not smiling when you smile. They don't say hello when you say hello. Or sometimes you say hello and they give you the finger like, what did I do wrong? Nothing but they just hate you for whatever reason. But some of them have the power to hurt you. Like Herod had the power to hurt the church. Herod had the power to hurt the church. I said, I'm saying this to you again. Herod had the power to hurt the church. Actually, he already killed some of the disciples. Yes. He already killed them. And if, he, if you kill someone who has not completed his assignment, it means they were cut off before their days were over. Yes. That's what it means, period. Some of these people have the power to hurt you. But your angel 
Your angel, your angel, do you hear what Daniel said? Oh, king, don't worry about it. The Lord has sent his angel to deliver me. What do you think the angel did in the, Daniel, in, in the lion's pit? What do you think the angel did? He tied up the mouth of the lions. Say, hmm? Just hmm? And when they saw that angel standing in the corner, they just sat down like puppies. They just sat down there like puppies. Because they could see. Like the donkey could see the angel. Like the donkey, like Balaam's donkey could see the angel. Those lions in the lion, in, in, in lion's den, they could see the angel. They sat down there like little obedient puppies. And Daniel, Daniel was just strolling. He was just strolling like a king. He was just strolling. He was just strolling. Hallelujah. These angels that have been given charge over you to keep you, they work. There are forces that are set against you. So, so I just wish everybody would be happy with one another. The world would be, it's gonna, there are even Unitarian religions. They just want everybody, it will not, it cannot happen. Because Satan is the God of this world. The first time that will ever happen, the Bible prophesies in, in Isaiah. He tells us, the day is coming, right? When you see the lion and the lamb, they will sit together. There will be no one hurting one another on my holy mountain. It will happen. That will happen. But that is after Satan, the God of this world, has been taken out for a thousand years. Taken out for a thousand years. So in the meantime, while we are here on this show, in this current episode of this show, there are people who will hate you. Whether you like it or not. There are people who will be unhappy when you move forward. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. The Bible says Isaac was moving forward. And because of that, they hated him. There will be people who, because you share testimony, will suddenly hate you. Be careful. Sometimes people say, I just want God to bless me. I just be careful because sometimes when God blesses you, it attracts hatred. Yes. Yes. And most of the people and most of the forces that hate you really don't have the power to do anything. They don't, they can just hate you from afar, you know, hate you from close by, and they just show you they hate you. They can't really do anything about it. But some of them have some power. Some of them have some power. And if they have some power, and they have the ability to use that power against you, they will try to hurt you. But your angel, (laughs) your angel, your angel, hallelujah, hallelujah. I just wanted you to be encouraged to pay more attention to the ministry of angels. All right, let's take communion. Hebrews, let's just read this. Please put this up for me. I just want to read a couple of scriptures in Hebrews. I'm not really saying much about them. Hebrews chapter 6. 
And I think we should read this in the message translation. Hebrews chapter 6. Let's read from verse 13 to verse 20. Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 13 to 20. Let's just read that in the message translation. Thank you. When God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it up to the tilt, putting his own reputation on the line. Verse 14. He said, I promise that I will bless you with everything that I have. Bless and bless and bless. I want you to look in this scripture. Tell me if you see a curse there. I promise that I'll bless you with everything I have. Bless and bless and bless. Let's go to the next verse. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. One of those times when Abraham stuck it out was when the Lord God of the earth visited him in Genesis chapter 18 with two angels. He came with two angels. The Lord visited him and came with two angels. And when they came to Abraham's home, even though Abraham had been waiting on the fulfillment of the promise, he had been waiting on the fulfillment of the promise, nothing seemed to be happening. Nothing. When he recognized, they, the Bible says there were three men. But Abraham, the Bible says, he rushed to entertain them. Put that up for me. Take a break from Hebrews 6. Go to Gen- Genesis 18.1. Abraham rushed. He rushed to entertain them. And he quickly went into his house and told Sarah, get the best of this. And get, told his, his, his servant, get the best of this. See, be very, very, very conscious of the ministry of angels. In fact, the Bible tells us, you see that he lifted up his eyes and looked. Lo, three men. You see, he says three men. Three men stood by him. And when he saw them, He ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself to the ground. Right? Look at the next. He said, said, my Lord, if now I have found favor on your side, pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant. Pass not away. Stay here. Stay here. When you want When you want God, you want to experience continually the supernatural. You have to create an atmosphere for the supernatural around you. You have to create an atmosphere for the supernatural. It doesn't mean to be spooky, but it means to do what the Lord loves, to do what he loves. Hallelujah. Stay here. Don't pass away from your servant. Go to the next verse. And let a little water, I pray you, be fetched. Unless wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let's, let's flip from here and go to, go to Hebrews 13 where he says, Be careful, be careful to entertain angels, to entertain strangers because some have entertained angels unawares. Be not forgetful, 
to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels on our ways. One of the some he's talking about is Abraham. Notice that these strangers are human beings. They look like human beings. They act like human beings. They talk like human beings. Everything about them seems like, but they are not human beings. They are messengers of God. They are messengers of the covenant. You know, this, you can, let's go back to close out in Hebrews chapter 6 where we were in the message. Thank you. Um, These two angels that visited Abraham alongside the Lord, because the Lord was there and Abraham was having this long conversation with the Lord while the angels moved on. Those two angels were the ones who went to execute judgment on the nation of Sodom and Gomorrah. These two angels were the same ones who accompanied the Lord when they came to Abraham. And when Abraham started to intercede for his nephew Lot, the assignment of these angels hung in the balance based on Abraham's intercession. Those two angels, as they proceeded to Sodom and Gomorrah, were waiting for instructions. But those instructions were incumbent on Abraham's intercession with the Lord. And if you remember, Abraham went from, what if I find 50 righteous people there? Will you spare? The the Lord said, I will spare. Remember, the two angels were on assignment in Sodom to burn down the entire city, but they were waiting on the outcome of Abraham's intercession. So Abraham kept going, what if I, what if God says if I find for, what if, if he's just 40? If I find 40, I'll say, what if, if he's just, don't be, then, don't, be, don't be annoyed with me, Lord, but I'm going to ask for that. What if he's 20, you find? God says, yeah, if I find 20, I will say, okay, okay, I'm just going to push this button a little bit. What if he's just there? Because in his mind, in his mind, Lord could not have been living in Sodom all these years with all this money. Because you know, he went to Sodom for money. And he had a lot of money in Sodom. And he had business. You know, his wife had this business. This business was so, was so, it was so good. When the angel said they had to leave, she said, what about my business? <laughs> what, what am I going to do about my business? See, the whole place is burning down, but in her mind is her business. And you want me to leave about my business? What are we going to do until, you know, she, she, and she, she left. Okay, I will go, I will go. If you say we have to go, I will go. But she kept my business. Oh, my business. Oh, and she became a pillar of salt. Well, those two angels were waiting on the outcome of Abraham's intercession. And Abraham believed at least 10. There must be at least 10 righteous people. If Abraham had pushed that button further and said, what if you find just three? And the Lord said, okay, because of you, if I find three, those angels, those two angels would have stopped. I'm trying to tell you, a lot of what you do affects the ministry of angels in your life. A lot of what you do in your personal life, your families, your communities, different places that you are involved, a lot of what you do. Those two angels were waiting on the outcome. 
And when Abraham stopped at 10, I think he stopped at 10, I mean, because I haven't read this scripture, uh, not over the last two days. 10, when he stopped at 10, and God said, okay, if I find 10, I'll spare them. Well, that was it. The angels went in there and said, our, 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 our number threshold is 10. If there are 10 righteous, we spare the land. Where did they, where did they come up with 10? Abraham. It wasn't God, it was Abraham. It wasn't that God said, 10 is the magic number. If you find 10, let's say so. No, no. It was Abraham. It was Abraham. I want you to know what you do and what you don't do affects what is available to you in the, in the supernatural. Some people say, no, what will happen will happen, what will not happen will not. Does, that, does this scripture, does this scripture, does it bear that out? No, it does not. No, it does not. Some say, if God will do it, he will do it. If he won't do it, he won't do it. No, that's not true. That's not true. God said, I will spare. If, I will spare, if. As we take communion today and go into 2024, this will be a year of God-class exploits and the year of the fourth man. There will be a lot of supernatural explosions, a lot of things you cannot explain. A lot of things you cannot explain. But I want you to know you have a part You have a part. You can move the needle with God. You already did through this Daniel fast. Some things you've already put in place. You can move the needle with God. And as we go on and go on and go on and go on. Remember, even though God, the Lord knows some things. And like he said to them, he said to them after he told them in Exodus 23. You know, after he, my angel is going ahead of you, I'll take all sickness away. I'll take that, that, that. Then, then further on he said, listen. I will not drive all these people out in one day. So you may say, oh, I want this thing to happen suddenly, and I want it all of us, and I want every... And the Lord, knowing some things that you don't know, may choose to bring those things to pass in stages. Right? Right? We're going to take communion just, in just one minute here. But can you pull up that scripture right there in Exodus 23, where he told them, I'm going to drive them out, but... He said, by little and by little. That's what the Lord said to them. It's not because he couldn't drive them out suddenly. He had the power to. But he said, because of you, right? Uh, Find the verse further down where he says, by little and by little, I'll I'll drive them out. Find them. 27. Thank you. Look at 27. Look at it. Verse 27. Put that up for us. Thank you. I will send my fear before you. And I will destroy all the people to whom you will come. I will make all your enemies turn their backs on you. Next verse. And I will send hornets before you, which shall drive out the Hevite, the Canaanite, the Hittite from before you. Next verse. 
I will, now watch this. I will not drive them out from before you in one year. Lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiply against you. Next verse. By little and little, I will drive them out from before you <laughs> until you become increased and inherit the land. <laughs> We are just going to keep taking it one step after the other. One little portion after one little portion. Until every part of the word of God is fulfilled in our lives. We have a role to play in this. Let's go back out and close there in Hebrews chapter 6, the message. The word of the Lord is sure. Wherever we stopped, I think we were in verse 14 or 15. 15 in the message. The word of the Lord is sure. The word of the Lord will not fall to the ground. Amen. Amen. Abraham stuck it out. Verse 15. Thank you. And he got everything. Did he get everything or not? I said, did he get everything or not? He got everything. Some of those things he got little by little, but he got everything. I said he got everything. I said he got everything. I said he got everything that had been promised unto him. Hallelujah. Let's go to the next verse. Let's go to the next verse. When people make promises, they guarantee those promises by appeal to some authority above them so that if there's any question that they'll make good on their promises, the authority will back them up. Notice, God, there is no authority above God. There is not. Go to the next verse. When God wanted to guarantee his promise, he gave his word. A rock solid guarantee. Go to the next verse. God cannot break his word. Keep that in your spirit. God cannot break His word. Put that in parenthesis. Psalm 89 verse 24. My covenant will I not break nor alter the word that is gone out of my mouth. My covenant will I not break nor alter the word that is gone out of my mouth. Let's come back here. God cannot break his word and because his word cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable we who have run for our very lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go and never let go hallelujah I have grabbed the promise with both hands I'm never gonna let go I'm never gonna let go I'm never gonna let go let's go to the end of it next verse It's an unbreakable spiritual lifeline. This is the covenant, folks. This is the covenant. It is an unbreakable spiritual lifeline. Reaching past all appearances. Right to the very presence of God. Verse 20. Where Jesus 
running on ahead of us, has taken up his permanent post as high priest for us in the order of Melchizedek. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and thank God for this promise. Let's thank God for this covenant. This unbreakable covenant. Let's stand up and thank God for this unbreakable covenant. Hallelujah. That's it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's it. Yes, yes, you did it. Thank you. Yes, you did. Yes, you did it. Hallelujah. Thank you. Let's thank him for this unbreakable covenant. As you go forth into your 2024, his covenant is sure. His covenant is sure. As you go forth into 2024, his covenant is sure. His covenant is sure. As you go forth into 2024, his covenant is sure. His covenant is sure. Thank you, Lord. There is a guarantee behind every promise that God has made to you. That guarantee is his covenant. He has sworn with an oath. He has sworn with an oath. You can sleep on his word. You can stand on his word. You ought to grab those promises with both hands and never let go of them. Hallelujah. Let's grab them with both hands in this service as we take the communion elements that tells God we fully, completely believe everything that he's promised us. Listen, by the time we arrive at the end of December 31, 2024, all of us, all of us will look back and we will say, just look at what the Lord has done. No one will be exempt from it. No one will be exempt from it. No one will be exempt from it. We will all look back and say, look at what the Lord has done. By little and little and by little and by little and by little, we will arrive at December 31 and we'll say, look at what the Lord has done. Look at the wonders the Lord has done. Look at the wonders the Lord has done. Look at the wonders the Lord has done. So let's grab a hold of the promises with both hands this morning. Father, we thank you for our covenant with you. We thank you because our covenant with you is based on the covenant you made with us through the Lord Jesus Christ. It is guaranteed. It is sure. We lay hold on it with both hands in this service. And we will not let go. With, like Abraham, we will stick it out. Until we possess everything that you have promised us. We will stick it out until we possess everything that you promised us. We thank you, Father. Parents, teach your children about this. Remind them when they head out to school, get on the school bus. Remind them 
God has given his angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways. They are kept by this covenant. It's a sure covenant. They are preserved. They are protected. They are kept safe in the ark. No evil will befall them. No evil will come near their dwelling place. There's a lot of evil in the world, but they are shielded from every evil. It is not natural. It's not by us worrying about them. It's not by us wanting to go everywhere they go. It's not by us wanting to make sure, yes, we do our part. Yes, we do our part. But it's not by us wanting to make sure that we are everywhere. Our eyes are, our eyes cannot be everywhere. But the one who created the universe, his eyes are everywhere. He said he suffered no man to do them wrong. He suffered no man to do them wrong. Their angels are at work. Their angels are always at work. And yours too. And yours too. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be trying to check everything and check everyone. And No! Your angels are at work to keep you in all your ways to carry you to where God has prepared for you did you hear that to carry you to where God has prepared for you your life cannot be cut off it is impossible for you to understand this covenant and for your life to be cut off before your time it is absolutely impossible for you to understand this covenant for you to walk in the fullness of this covenant, recognizing all the weapons that God has given you, everything he has made available to you, and recognizing the messengers of this covenant, the ministering spirits, the supernatural help that God has provided for you. It is impossible for you to have all that help and to be cut off before your time. That is impossible. That is impossible. So, be encouraged, be strengthened, be energized in your spirit and in your faith. Expect good, good, good. All the days of your life, good will happen to you. Good will happen to you. Some things will even come, they look bad, but God will turn it around. God will turn them around. They will become good. They will become good. As they go on their way this year, thank you. They will not miss their steps. They will not miss their way. Your angel that you have given unto them will carry them to the place that you have prepared. They will enter fully into the inheritance that you have made for them. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, they will lay hold on everything that you have promised unto them. Lord, more than ever, your word will be real in their lives. More than ever, your promise will be established in their lives. More than ever, your word will be fulfilled in their lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you, our God. We thank you, our God. 
And even for our little children, those vulnerable ones, always trusting, always believing, always thinking good of everyone. Vulnerable they may seem, but we know they are not vulnerable. You have given your angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways. They will not dash their foot against the stone. You will protect them from every evil in the name of Jesus. They will be far from oppression. They will be established in righteousness. You will fulfill your word concerning them. You will fulfill your word concerning them. I cover all of your people with the blood of Jesus. With the precious blood of Jesus. I declare that no weapon fashioned against you will ever prosper. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment you condemn. This is your heritage as the children of the living God. And you will be established according to his word that he has spoken. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We love you. We love you with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Congratulations. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What a glorious year this continues to be for all of us. Amen. What a glorious year this continues to be for all of us. Hallelujah. We will see the travail of our souls we will be satisfied. We will be satisfied. Amen.